And hello everyone, and welcome back to, uh, I just realized that only applies to half the people listening right now. Hey, welcome to the Talk to the Internet podcast. We were just reacting to Nintendo's Direct, which was just filled with slobber knockers. Just, ooh, <laughs> Nintendo's throwing those big hits left and right. Wow, wow. We got Metroid. Slobber knockers. We got wow. the Breath of the Wild 2. We even got a new a Mario game. We got, I think there was a Halo game in there too, right? It was everything. It was everything. Uh, they finally made the perfect video game, and it's coming this fall. <laughs> and I can't wait to play it. We did it, actually. It's There's this tendency of creators to feel like the active expression, like you're cultivating talents, you're cultivating skills, you're getting better at expressing yourself, you're getting better at creating a curated and finely crafted artistic product. Mm-hmm. Everything. I, I don't want to say every artistic work in the human race for the last, you know, 4,000 years is leading to this moment, but certainly all the video games from, you know, 1960-whatever... It's all been a communal project to get to Mario Golf. And thank God. <laughs> you know, snark you know, aside, I actually love Mario Golf, so I'm really excited. The, yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. of Mario Golf, like the the speed mode they announced where yep. you yep. just hit the hit the ball and scramble to sprint to the next location is uh that's exciting to me because well, you know, the best part about uh, golf is is the in between parts. The physicality, yeah. <laughs> uh, Craig, and I, I wanna I want you to commit to this right now because Lawrence and I already did. Uh, we're going to be drunk Mario Golf. Oh, hell Will yeah. you do that? Okay, I, all right, so good. All right. I have a tradition um, in my community where we, uh, like once a blue moon, you know, every other month or something like that, we um, we have a, a golf night, essentially. And golf night to us is get shit-faced drunk and play mini golf games on I watched it. It's awesome. Steam. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we already have a, a, a tradition of this where I come from. But I'm happy to, you know, to make a, a Mario variant where oh, I, yeah. I, the the speed golf version of that is going to be so chaotic. I'm, I'm very excited. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to do, I want multiple layers, though. I want us to have to run somewhere in real life to play a round of speed golf. So, because I feel like the fun is not only uh, getting deliriously drunk with your friends, but, then but also to your house? Yeah, physically moving <laughs> Vomiting, knocking things over, <laughs> waking up the next morning with a variety of confusing bruises. Uh, that's that's the future that I see. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Also, uh, Splatoon three, everybody. Yeah, that's, that's really exciting. Although they didn't show. I, I mean, they I showed don't a little. Know what bit. makes it different aside from the like lore opening? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mm-hmm. I've never played a Splatoon games, so I can't say much about it. But me either. They showed some new weapons and abilities in the trailer, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it comes to a multiplayer shooter, that's kind of everything. Uh, yeah, the new aesthetic, it's sandy now. Um, it seems like it's in, like, tech-wise, it just seems like it's a different period of time. Because Splatoon 1 and 2 feel like the city that you're in, Splatopolis or whatever, the thing with the giant fish and the light light bulb on top, we all know what I'm talking about. Um <laughs> That looked pretty clean, like it looked kind of like a goofy version of modern day Tokyo, but the the thing that they showed in the trailer for Splatoon 3 looked more like a rundown sort of 80s uh, version of, of a city like that. So mm, it might be either closer to an apocalyptic event, meaning it's a prequel, or closer to an apocalyptic event in the future, because all the splat fish bulbs are missing something. What? I don't know. Somebody's mm-hmm. got to take this away from me. I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, you, I was going to say, you played, you're the only one Yeah, you know it. more about the game than any of us, so the, the I'm going to trust you at this the point. The game doesn't really tell you about its own lore. Uh, let's see here. Timeline. Lawrence, you're, our, you're our expert. 
All right. Uh, prior to the Great Turf Wars, 12,000 years ago, <laughs> the first bullet point in the time. rundown of the timeline on splatoon.fandom.com, here's the first thing you need to know. Around 12,000 years ago, Judd is born. Who's, Who's Judd? Judd? Let's click on it. All right. Judd. Oh, Judd's the, Judd's the, Judd's the cat. Judd's the, uh, the cat that decides every match. He's got a little... Uh, Again... Without any context and without any of us playing a single match. Of Aww, Splatoon, you you guys just... know Judd. He's got the little tuxedo print. No, he, no, we he don't holds know up Judd. little flags. Nah, you guys know Judd? Judd, uh, oh, it's because it's short for Judge. Judge Coon is a cat in Splatoon and Splatoon 2. Unlike other characters, he seems to play a role in Splatoon's story that remains a mystery because he's 12,000 years old. In multiplayer, he plays the role of referee in Turf Wars. When he's done judging, he can be found sleeping on a trash bin in Inkopolis Plaza. Yes, of course, Inkopolis. How could we forget? So Judd is 12,000 years old. We. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding you guys accountable for forgetting this. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Human is buried with gaming devices 12,000 years ago. Uh, da, da, da. All right. M Mollusk era 2,000 years ago. Global water levels recede, forcing many marine creatures onto what used to be Earth's dry land to evolve and become more intelligent. Some of those creatures also develop a humanoid structure. For example, squids evolved into inklings, while octopi evolved into octarians and octolings. The Mollusk era begins... Uh, the Inklings begin to use Zapfish. <laughs> Zapfish! That's what I thought. A prize power source. Uh, 2,000 years ago, Judd is released from his capsule and becomes the judge of the earliest known turf wars. All right. The Great Turf War and surrounding events 100 years ago and after. Uh, Inkopolis and Calamari County are founded. Calamari County's customary chorus is composed to celebrate and respect the bounty of the Holy sea. Holy shit. Did you hear all that alliteration in that sentence he just read? Yeah. The very V for Vendetta <laughs> line wow. right there. Yeah, the, the splatoon.fandom.com doesn't fuck around, clearly. Uh, around 100 years ago, Captain Cuttlefish and DJ Octavio are born. They later become the respective leaders of the Inklings and the Octarians. 100 years ago, sea levels rise again, forcing the Inklings and Octarians to fight over the remaining dry land. They should have just stayed in the ocean. Anyway, wait, around that wait, time. So why do they, why do they, why do they fight why do they with the Why do they want to be on the land? Global warming, I guess. That's just where they are now. Evolution. We'll get to the fight with the ink. Why? Why? All right. Uh around that time how come okay Captain Cuttlefish forms the Squid Break Splatoon three other members possibly including somebody who appears to be Sheldon's grandfather Amosis Schellendorf as its leader <laughs> Moses Schellendorf <laughs> no Amosis Schellendorf yeah like Ammonite oh. get it uh, Amosis 90, okay 90, 99 years ago Amosis Schellendorf creates five or eight blueprints for weapons one or the other, right. including one for the Hero <laughs> Shot replica. Uh, 99 years ago, the Arcturians were victorious through the course of the Great War, aided by their great Octa weapons. However, a plug being pulled off deactivated their weaponry, allowing their Inkling enemies to prevail and defeat them. The Arcturians were later forced into hiding into Octo Valley, where they built and lived un in underground domes. Hmm. So the Arcturians have been living underwater. After 99 years ago, the turf wars became a com popular competitive sport instead of serious conflict, as they used to be 2,000 years ago. We're not even in the video game yet. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of lore. It, how is this like explained in the, um, in the game? There are like scrolls you find that kind of tell the backstory through mm -hmm. really pantomime very low narrative kind of things. It's almost like ancient comic books or uh, yeah. like Sumie scrolls kind of. Uh, All right, here it is. Splatoon, present day. <laughs> DJ Octavio begins his career as a disc jockey. That's okay. important. Uh, the like that's the first thing in the whole. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Octavio is pretty wars. Okay. Uh, the Octarians' underground domes show signs of collapsing and begin to lose power. 
Oh no. Uh, Pearl and Marina, the the hosts of Off the Hook, uh, are born. That's good. They're um, born. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just gotta fast forward till you know they play a role in the in the plot. But <laughs> anyway, uh, Mary and Callie, the Squid Sisters, are born in Calamari County. Agent three, four, and eight are born. Incopolis for how hosts. fast did they mature into uh, characters? How how long got for everyone to get born? Eighteen years, first? Lawrence. Yeah, that eight, seems striking. Eighteen years seems really mm-hmm. fast. Maybe maybe uh, Octarians age really quickly, or squids do. Hmm. These rules have yet to be set. Do you have any uh, pescatarians? In, no, that's not right. Uh, uh, ocean doctors. Um, what what is that? Doctor. You know, uh, the, marine the, biologists. That's the one. Any marine biologists in chat? Can they uh, confirm or deny that squids and octopuses age faster than anyone? <laughs> uh, they, you know what? I can confirm that apparently squids and octopi are incredibly intelligent and remember us. Like if you went and swam mm. and saw an octopus. And then you went and did it like 10 years later. It would remember what you look like. I'm serious. And, uh, and, and also apparently they uh, like can feel pain and they're, and they're super smart. Well, thank God they can feel pain. That makes me feel much better about (laughs) all uh, us humans and what we've done. The reason reason I'm saying that is just to be careful. Don't, don't be mean to an octopus because it'll remember you and it'll be, and then it'll get revenge one day. I (laughs) I see what you're saying. Yeah. (sighs) Uh, All right. Long story sorry, short, how many no. more were, were born in the year? Oh, I just uh, I blurred over it. Um, <laughs> it's it's starting to it's it's basically merging the present day into all one brick. So uh, I don't know why they would. I don't know why characters being born is like an important. You can just assume that that happened at some point if they're alive. But um, well, but we don't know <laughs> specifically when their birthdays are. This right? this oh, wiki doesn't either. Oh. Yeah, it just says question mark. <laughs> oh no. So, Inkopolis hosts its first annual youth folk singing contest. Mary and Callie win the contest, and their career in famous singers begin. Wait, uh, how many years after them being born was that? We don't know. We work backwards. We're not. We sure don't yet. know. Then how do we know when they were born? These are these are questions to be answered oh. by Splatoon Three. I can only assume. this was this was written by one writer's assistant like five years ago. So just it doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> It, not, it doesn't matter. By the way, I also I saw very many polite people in both of our chats say, "All right, guys, I have to go," and then they left <laughs> while we were reading Splatoon lore. <laughs> Who you guys like better, Judd or Krusty Sean? Oh, Krusty uh, Sean. Without seeing Judd, I like Krusty Sean. Yeah, Krusty Sean's great. <laughs> he he might have the best name in the game. It took it he's took. Cl- oh, sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say he's he's clearly very cool. It's, He's a rad guy. And he's also dead? Like, because he's already been fried. <laughs> Maybe he's just wearing that as, like, a jacket or something, which seems... What we're, for That's audio very we're, dark. We're, we're, we're looking at a shrimp who's been fried. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on. They what? say it. Uh, his fried body gives him the look of a tempura. It's actually just a slightly morbid designer jacket. That's even oh, a slightly morbid designer jacket? Well, f- thank you for clarifying, first of all. Like, uh, that's really nice they wrote that in. But second... That's like us wearing like a charred human flesh as our right. as a designer that's jacket. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's not slightly morbid. That's very morbid. I'm sure people have done that though. I bet I bet humans have done have that. Have they? Like they've worn like something that looks like other human skin, even though it's not. Yes, yeah, Silence of the Lambs. That he's a, he was a psychopath. <laughs> that's <laughs> Buffalo Bill you're describing. You think Krusty Sean's a serial killer? <laughs> I mean, maybe. It's more like self harm though with a fucking. His own skin that's been fried. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Lady Gaga wore a meat dress. It's true. Krusty right. Sean is a, is a 
He's a fashion pioneer. I'm trying to think of other cool cool pun names. There was, I mean, the fat cat is really nice. Damn, I gotta look up other top characters from Splatoon now. I don't have well, to. Well, yes. The thing is, from like someone a thousand <laughs> miles away, <laughs> I always thought like the Splatoon characters were the coolest part about it without knowing anything about the game or ever trying the game, which isn't really fair of me to you know reduce it to that. But I do think, even looking at the characters in Farm, like hell yeah, I could I vibe with that guy. Look at all the legs mm -hmm. he's got. What a cool yeah. idea. Um, but it has not moved me to actually want to try the game. And that's, no, no, absolutely not. No, same, same, same over here. That's interesting, Kraken, because to, to hear you talk about your nostalgia for like Rare's output in the late 90s, mm -hmm. I would think something like Splatoon, Splatoon lands exactly in that particular register. I, I think it's just the gameplay, like mm. the, not feeling like I have kind of an open world exploration or control of my character, and instead I'm like just arena fights one after another. Again, like the campaign mode may have changed that to some degree in the recent games, but uh, I have not, you know, I, I missed the boat, so to speak. So I like, you know, never felt get it because you're a squid or whatever. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah, I was I was kind of like, you know, letting that one letting them mull over that one. But I, I appreciate you hitting. No, them. I got to make sure I got to make sure people get that joke. <laughs> the jokes are few and that. far between here when we're mm -hmm. reading Splatoon lore. <laughs> yeah, you got to <laughs> take any like kernel of entertainment and like show it in milk everyone's it. face and like, look, milk we're it, yeah. still doing content. <laughs> <laughs> Splatoon 3 is going to be great. That's the important thing. And y'all should listen to the soundtrack for Splatoon 2. Not not yeah, Bruce Kraken, just, just the entire world. Um, Wait, looking through I, some of these ancient scrolls it? here. Also, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles characters in Smash. Yeah. We. Mm, Booba. Pira and Mithra. Let's see how long it takes to get to Booba. Actually, quite a bit. Like, Let's keep scrolling here. Uh, be careful, Lawrence. Whatever oh. you do, be careful. Oh, it's fine. It's a Nintendo game, Bruce. They're going to have family <laughs> values. These are all just pictures from the game, right? Like I don't think they'd be populated with actual... Um, I don't know. You never know what you're going to find on the internet, Craig, and you know that. Oh, no, yeah. Definitely porn. What, what I'm describing, though, is, the, is the, <laughs> the characters' smash pictures probably aren't up there yet. Um, oh, yes. Oh, they got to be, right? They've got to be. Come on. <laughs> they got to be up there. There's got to be already Rule 34 of Mira and Pithra, or Pithra, Pira and Mithra in Smash Brothers, but it's Rule 34 of it. There has to be. Don't but look. The far the furthest I got in Xenoblade Chronicles two is pretty is pretty much the point where you meet Pyrrha. She's the red one. You meet Pyrrha uh -huh. for the first time, and because it's anime, your character gets like knocked out or whatever, and you wake up with your head on her lap. But it shows you this from the first person. So like Ooh. on the TV, it like slowly opens up, and since you're on her lap looking up. All you see oh, yeah. are two giant ass titties and then like her kind of looking down, except her eyes are just like peeking out above her giant rack. Wow. And yeah, that's how they introduce that character. That's that's the choice. Yeah. Very matronly. That's what we'll say. It's meant to evoke matronly. feelings of motherhood. <laughs> yeah. Very, very mommy milkers of them. <laughs> very mommy milkers of you, Nintendo. <laughs> well, like, Ugh. that's that's what's weird is Cron like Nintendo never really Never really went for that. But then, then we saw Zelda bend over in Breath of the Wild. And there were some, there were some thick, yeah, yeah, dude. 
It, it became I a whole meme. That. There was that scene of like Zelda on all fours and yeah. Link's just standing behind her, staring at her ass. Yeah. And that kicked it off, happen. man. And then they, they added like hot characters in Splatoon as well. And then Ziv looks up and she's like, bro, stop. Stop yeah. it, big bro. You gotta go save the kingdom. <laughs> People got all horny for one of the hosts in Splatoon 2. Yeah, there she is. Marina, that's it. Where's the hot yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, she's pretty hot. What's the other one's name? But like she's got like a plunging waistline and stuff, so there's some Nintendo's yeah. character design has gotten slightly hornier over They've the They've gotten oh, a little, little past that one. risque. Slightly hornier. <laughs> Dude, that's what the uh, You're playing the a very dangerous game, by the way, on just Google images searching yeah, through yeah. right now. Uh, our director, your the art director walked in and said, Can we make Marina slightly hornier, please? Yeah. Dial up the horny just a little bit. Well, there we go. Just turn it up. Oh, boy. She must be eating a coconut or something. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> What's the problem, Kraken? Uh, we're I mean, looking really, at a... It's a kid's game! She's got vagina that's some, bones. That's, that's just some milk. She got milk on her face. I shouldn't have clicked on that. Nope, I did. She got vagina bones! They added vagina bones to a squid girl. Oh. Isn't that called... That's called the Adonis belt. It's called the Adonis belt. On a dude? Yeah. Why that's am called I the Adonis here? belt on, on anybody. <laughs> Why am I here? I'm just having, like, existential crisis right now. Like, watching this. Sorry, because you Because you, pl you have been... In the video game uh, entertainment sphere for what 15 years, Kraken? Mm -hmm. That's why you're here. That's oh, wow. why you're looking at horny pictures of Marina. Thank you, Bruce. It's put my whole career into context, and I'm <laughs> never been prouder. <laughs> Good. I just want to make sure you know. Sometimes you're not above this, Kraken. Don't don't pretend you're above this. Yeah, you're right. You know, I, I need to just I need to take my my booba medicine and just kind of you know enjoy the ride. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Craig. Right? I I, re I repeatedly appreciate the the decorum and and grace that you handle yourself with. No, mm -hmm. be hornier. <laughs> you could be hornier. Though. Yeah. I like the one thing that I love the most. I think uh, is that out of all of us, Kraken has the biggest viewership, <laughs> and we're trying to tell you not to adapt. I'm just kidding. Around I know. I know. I, I just like the dynamic here. Uh, Kraken, let me sit you down on my knee and give you a few lessons about well, being on the internet. <laughs> actually, th this is, you bring up a good point, because um, I've recently been, some, some of the stuff that I've been hanging out and doing with in the after hours and streaming a little bit is uh, VR chat, um, which is a notoriously horny place. Um, and I don't yeah. really, like, mind it for that stuff. Like, I can just kind of, you know, hang out with my buds. That's mainly what I use it for. But I've met a lot of great new people through these kind of shared lobbies um, and they've been like dragging me into this uh, cesspool of degeneracy, you know, piece by piece. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, the latest thing that we did was there's a, there's game nights every week. And if you lose at game night, then you get a punishment role play that you have to do on the next day because they have nights with different themes. And one of them is like a role play night where everyone comes as a new character and basically does like, you know, bar RP where you walk in and you're doing a new thing. Um, mm -hmm. This is a uh, uh, Raffle Gators, um, Golden Gator for anyone that that knows uh, their work. But um, I recently been, been joining and I joined for my first game night this last week, um, and our team lost. And I was assigned a character for uh, for the next you know punishment for the next RP night, and <laughs> uh, my buddy Lawman was there on the winning team. And when they were trying to decide what character they could give me that could be a punishment, 
uh, they were like, Kraken will just play anything. Like he doesn't like he 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 loves role playing. It's really yeah. hard to make this an actual punishment. And Lamont's like, oh, make it horny. He doesn't like doing horny stuff like uh, on stream. <laughs> and they're like, all right, great. Now you got to be a succubus. And you got to role play as a succubus and get oh, people off no. for the entire night. And so I felt like a piece of me die. And I was like, okay, I got to do some research now. So, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe I got to get in touch with that side of me. I got to, I got to, you know, slap on some big anime titties and roam around the VR chat lobbies and, and really just kind of uh, embrace it. Rather than have you done it yet? Have you streamed that yet? No, it's going to be on Thursday. I'm not going to stream it. That's my rule. You're I've not going to stream, not gonna stream it. it. No, but other people oh. in the lobby will be. So I'm going to be, uh, I'll just be, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to think about it. I, there's, a, there's a model I have in mind that I'm going to role play as, but man, man it is I, it is hard. I got to, I have to watch that. Oh, Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Why uh, are, I feel like my latent fear exploring any territory like that is that I'll accidentally be really good at it. You yeah, know? you'll discover something, like, yeah, unearth some hidden skill. Well, so actually, Lawrence, I don't know if you're familiar with a lot of the VR chat culture, but there's um, there's a whole thing I've been exposed to in the last couple, you know, like month or two that I've been kind of reacclimating to it, and that's the uh, the concept of mutes. Um, I don't know if you're, you're familiar with that term. Not the disability, of course, uh, but, you know, Basically, these are characters in VR chat that often are, you know, either like very done up anime girl avatars or something like that, um, that will never speak, but they have full body tracking, full leg tracking, everything, and are incredibly um, like physically communicative and like present. And mm -hmm. it's like very surreal to interact with them because like they can manage to like charade style, get all these thoughts across. Um, but we'll never actually talk to you. And so, you know, it's a thing that I've, I've grown a lot more used to than I expected, but I don't think I could do that. I, I don't have that, that level of body awareness. I think that I could actually get my points across that way. Um, plus I like to talk too much when I'm role playing. So it's, I could it's definitely, hard. I could definitely do that. You think uh, so? If, oh, 100%. I would love to see your, uh, 100%. your interpretation of it. If I could, That'd yeah, be I'm, like I would need like one of those really super awesome rigs because yeah. I know I think I know what you're talking about what they wear and stuff, but mm -hmm. I could I could 100% be a mute in VR chat for sure. Definitely. Not mimes, yeah, they're they're not necessarily like full on charades. Like now I'm a tiger. Guess what I am? It's more like they're just yeah, like yeah. hanging out, but like every piece of their body movement is tracked, and some of them are like you know very outgoing and are like going to be like hanging on you and like trying to you know make you feel like that phantom sense presence of someone there and others are like super shy and just kind of like you know purely like you know smiling and waving and have a bunch of like bound facial animations that they're like cycling between to express emotion it's it's nuts it's like a whole new way of communication that i'm uh i don't know i've been like learning slowly by watching but yeah i don't you know think it's really for want, me you know what kind of communica communication that is it's real life communication <laughs> that's is that how what it is that's how we communicate in real life, Kraken. We have body language. Mm -hmm. We have like, every, it's all there, but that's actually when we're in real life with each other. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. Thanks, Bruce. I'm going to have to do some research on this real life thing. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, to be, to be fair, we haven't done any of that in a long time. So, yeah. You have an interesting point, Bruce, because yeah, that it's, it's interesting because it's almost like a Venn diagram of all the things you normally have access to when you're online. And all the things you absolutely do not. So yeah, body language, facial expression, posture, physical motion. 
none of those things are typically what you can communicate with. So it's really fascinating that people have chosen to only use those tools. Um, yeah, it is. You, Craig, and I'm curious about your read. Do you, do you think it's like a, uh, maybe it's like a, a social anxiety thing where it's, it's easier mm. to be behind a non-speaking persona, but you can still express yourself? Yep. I think for a lot of them, maybe even the majority, uh, that's probably the case. Um, I'd say another subsect is probably people that don't feel comfortable in their own skin and rather like mm -hmm. embrace one that they can choose and, you know, get very good at like uh, kind of, you know, embodying it and kind of living in it to the point where it's like second nature to them. So, um, yeah, but again, this is all speculation because, uh, you know, I, I guess I could have like a long text chat with with one to get like a, a better sense of more of the culture. And I, I, I guess I have to some extent. It's weird because like VR chat right now is is the place you can go for like the closest thing to an after party or like, you know, a full on party where you get smashed and like hang out with yeah. people and feel like you're actually yeah. there. So I've done that like, you know, about two nights a week, I think, for like the last month or two or at least two months. Um, and it's really fascinating the sort of stuff you learn. Uh, I've like had long, I mean slow, but long conversations with mutes in, in those lobbies where they'll like <laughs> be drawing out every like word. And then like we kind of like charade style keep like asking questions and, until we get the point right. And they're like, yes, yes, yes. And they like keep writing more. So um, yeah, it's a cool, it's a whole new like muscle for communication. Hmm. Yeah, Kodiak says uh, to experience but not participate. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I that is something I can't tell you how often I wish I could do in actual social scenarios because I, I do get something out of, you know, being around people. But uh, sometimes it can be uh, uh, it can it can be draining in another way to um, to interact with people. Um, I guess I guess yeah. I don't know. I've been in some unique social scenarios, but uh, no, no, it definitely can. Yeah. Yeah, I, I often wish that there's a switch that I could flip where other people talk. Like, just feel free to talk mm -hmm. about whatever you want. I want to learn everything about you, mm -hmm. but I don't want to have to, like, be worried about composing my... Like, I just want to fade into the background while I hear other people's conversations. I want that yeah. so badly. I want to be in, a, like, an ex, like a, a one-way mirrored cube mm. hovering over a bar where I can just have drinks and be around people. But yeah, I like to take on the listener role. Exactly. That's, that's exactly, I think, what the appeal is of of, of VR chat lobby. Um, because there's not that same pressure of like, let's say I'm having a conversation with you at a party, and then like you just have the overwhelming desire to leave because I'm boring the shit out of you. And you're like, oh man, now I gotta like make up an excuse. I gotta walk away. I've gotta like, you know, make sure he doesn't take it personally. Is he gonna know? Like, you know, how I like that there's all these kind of mental loops that you're going through. Um, but then like in a VR lobby, it's like, you can literally just like respawn, change avatars, you know, uh, walk over here, sit like disconnect and like have, you know, if, if you're overwhelmed, just like leave, like you can just, you know, close it whenever you want. Um, but it's, it's really cool cause you can just kind of plant yourself at a bar and just hear all these conversations going on. Some of them you can enter, others you can just watch. Um, you can even like get a super tiny avatar so that. No one bothers you <laughs> and you just kind of like perch yourself somewhere and just mute and just watch everyone. I've, I've done that before too. I, there's one I found that is a, a little ferret wearing a jacket that is covered with marijuana leaves and he's got a giant blunt on his back and he's called a weed ferret. <laughs> and I just kind of walk around and I'm about an inch and a half tall 
and uh, <laughs> it'll just watch people talking. Um, I mean, you guys are just getting to what I've been saying for a long time, and Ace102 just said, which is, I'm, uh, I mean, that's a big appeal of the internet in general. VR chat is just the latest iteration of that. It's just being anonymous. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. have to, you don't have to worry about your interactions at all because there there is no consequence. Well, I think just, one up in that leave. it's anonymity, but it's with your own personal persona and choice and brand that you can layer on top of that. Oh, so of course, of course, like, yeah, that's that's awesome. It's, it's anonymity, yeah. but you can pick your avatar. You can pick you know uh, the lobbies you hang out in. Like there, there's a ton of different like small iterations and choices you can make that will further hone your your sense of self um while still remaining anonymous you know yeah no, I, that's the uh, that's the whole point uh, i think of all that stuff is that you can i mean you're basically doing whatever you want and again there are, there are no consequences so it doesn't matter if you choose a specific uh you know avatar and then people are like oh that doesn't match the what the avatar would do or whatever it's like well this is what i would do <laughs> and then if they really don't like it you can just leave and you'll never see them again. And it's it's weird because to me that's that has always been for me in large crowds. Uh, I was always like, oh well, I'll never see these people again. So like for example, if I fart or something, <laughs> and then I fart in a large crowd, and then and then like somebody's like, oh man, like I can't believe somebody do somebody farted, and then I'm gone. Like <laughs> they're never away. gonna they're You're never like, gonna see me again. That guy. How do you land on <laughs> yeah. well pun intended? Where do you land on farting on airplanes? Oh, I mean, like, because you're in I'm a tomb with people. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna fart on airplanes, but like, I try not to, of course, if I can help it. Do you ever? But okay, so you there's sometimes. I agree, and that's that's what I think a core, a core moral quandary is, um, which is maybe a bit of a divergence. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bank that thought, and then first to say that I think a lot of what you guys are talking about also crosses over into VTubers, which I think is a really cool phenomenon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think there's a lot of people who want to perform, but there's something scary about getting in front of the camera with your own voice and your own face and your own name and, uh, and, and exposing yourself to the world in that way. I think a lot of people, I, well, I shouldn't say a lot of people, I, when I first got on the internet, um, and I've, I've seen this happen in like role playing as well, where you, if you have the opportunity to present a curated persona to somebody, a lot of people kind of subconsciously try to find the best parts of themselves and put it out there. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that leads into all kinds of weird problems when people start to react negatively to that persona because it was supposed to be the perfect version of you. Interesting. Again, this I, is I, just my own. Wow. I hadn't connected that. I, I, yeah, that had never been my interpretation, but I'm I'm curious to hear that. What do you have any examples, or I guess like, you know, maybe when you've done that in the past yourself? Yeah, I, I I shouldn't I shouldn't speak generically. This is more specifically about me because yeah, when I when I got on the internet, I it was, an, it was something I noticed pretty early on. I think when I was like eighteen or nineteen. Is that if I talked to, like, if I talked to girls on the internet, it went pretty well because I like I was pretty clever and like could flirt okay. But if mm-hmm. I did it in person, holy shit, completely different story. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. all of my uh, you know insecurities and and you know bad body language and tone of voice, like all those and things. Bo. Yeah. Yeah, and horrific bo. <laughs> all those things betrayed the image that I was trying to sell, and I was much better at doing that online. Because, you know, I got to choose what I said and when and exactly what it sounded like. Um, so I wonder sometimes if, like, if VTubing is a good and, like, explicit way for people to go onto the internet as a different persona, but then keep their their own souls and their private life separate from that. 
I think that's probably quite a bit healthier mentally than what we've seen before, mm. which is humans becoming influencers and then, you know, having to figure out what part of them belongs to the world, what part of them is still mm. just them, that divergence between how people, because if you're, if you're like an influencer and it's your face and your name, and then some, somebody sees the wrong thing and they jump to conclusions and they say, aha, that person is racist. Then you, you know, you're looking at that being like, I don't think I am. Um, and it's it's different if it's that or if somebody points to the dinosaur costume that you put on before you go on the internet and say that dinosaur like is racist. That, and you're like, yeah, the dinosaur made a racist comment, and you're like, and then you can, as the creator of the dinosaur, be like, hey, <laughs> you know, this was an error, as opposed to, hey, I I promise I'm not a bad person. You know, like it's it's a different kind of defensiveness where you can actually remove yourself from the equation. I I, I respect that. I think that's a nice. I agree that the future of you know, content creation and curation, having that level of not not being all in with not just the separation. Your, yeah, yeah separation. the separation of yourself as a character and as a person is like super important. Um, and VTubing allows you to do that so far the easiest and the most like natural way. What you're describing too, Lawrence, is uh, an actor. Um, yeah. Because basically, mm -hmm. an actor can go out and play different parts. Yeah, you can play and an evil character be, and not be be, de be different people. Person. Yeah, and then like, and because this is something you hear all the time, it's like there's somebody's playing a bad guy or a good guy, or whatever. They come up to them and like, "Fuck you," you know, on the street, and they're like, "Whoa, wait a minute! Like, why are you yelling fuck yous?" Because you were a bad guy in a TV show that I loved. Um, well, they were just an actor playing a part, and so mm -hmm. they can go, well, "That was just me playing a part," you know, that's not really me. Um, and I think Lawrence is is really hitting on something interesting there, which is the stuff that we do, where you put your face and your name to us just, you know, hanging out, playing video games, whatever, making content, et cetera. Th there's still, there's less of a separation than there is if you're an actor or a VTuber or whatever. Yeah. Um, Iceman in your chat, Lawrence, makes a really good comment. Um, VTubers of Watch, he says, VTubers of Watch talk about how hard it is though because sometimes they can't tell people who they are. Like the whole live English girls can't reveal themselves to their friends. Um, hmm. That's another thing that I, I've been thinking a lot about because I've also been kind of dabbling in the vtuber world and like trying to learn more about it but it is somehow sounds like it could be even lonelier than like content creation mm. you know yeah. is already um if you're only exclusively known and you know part of the appeal is that you're known only as a character then making lasting and trusting relationships and friends outside of that is like a big challenge and you know i can't imagine what it would be like to you know, bring someone into your personal friend group and fold and then have them, you know, turn out to be a bad person and like kind of flip out and then, you know, leak, for example, your like personal details as this character, you know, that would be life changing for, for your entire role. So much more so than, than us who, you know, we're already kind of in it. We're already kind of steeped in, in that, that gray blur between person and character. So I don't know. I hope I hope there's you know yeah. precautions be, be being taken and people that are uh, looking out for that because it sounds really tough. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I never considered that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that protecting one's personal identity was so sacred in the VTube VTube culture. I, I honestly don't know much about it. Um, so it's it's interesting to get get those perspectives, or maybe I'm misinterpreting. Uh, it sounded like it was like superhero level uh, critical that people's actual <laughs> names and identities don't get associated with their persona. Mm. Yeah, I I think this is the closest that this is to that example. I mean, it's not always true. Like there are, I think, a fair amount of YouTubers that 
also post pictures of themselves and you know yeah. are trying to live yeah, yeah. that double life um i wouldn't consider myself a vtuber but i have done like a couple vtube streams as a character um and it is kind of a fun uh counterbalance of like you know playing yourself you, you never you don't really want to break character as the character because that takes away so much of the magic um but then ending stream going back to you or next stream you know being someone else uh can be kind of whiplash for viewers which i think is harder to kind of facilitate a a, a community around you know so mm -hmm. it's a double-edged blade yeah it it's it's interesting because i would think that vtubers would the 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 common knowledge what's repeated infinitely by by like industry bro dudes or whatever is that uh, is that influencers or the rise of of like a guerrilla content creation it's appealing because it's so approachable uh the person sitting on the other side of the camera is a real human and you talk to them directly and you feel that that uh what is it parasocial energy or whatever the dynamic with a VTuber surely is different, though, because there's nothing about a VTuber that implies they're a real human that you're getting actual socialization through. So, mm -hmm. uh... I, I don't know about nothing. I think there there is still elements of, you know, the personality or the, the person behind the, the mask that will shine through, reg like, regardless of what character they're playing. And I think some viewers probably really enjoy that, like, feeling like they, you know they're able to get to know someone without meeting them and knowing them purely through this like guise or this mask, you know? Hmm. Someone in chat says, I've only used a VTuber model a few times, uh, but it's for sure nicer and more comfortable than using a camera and having people comment on in real life appearances. Gives you yeah. a chance to play the game and make content without really having so much shown to the world, if that makes sense at all. You can mm -hmm. still be yourself to an extent, but you can still hide. Absolutely. Makes total sense. All right. <clears throat> this is this is uh what I was I've been saying for again for a long time, which is just people they people wanna hide. They wanna they wanna be anonymous, they wanna not reveal all those parts of the world because it's it is hard because uh other humans are mean. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh lots of other humans, you know, have to take out their aggressions on uh, other humans and then and then they're mean and uh it, honestly, I think that takes away from content creation as a whole. Uh, the more that you shit on somebody, the more that they, or the less content they create, and then you don't know what they would have made. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so that there's a, there's a, there's a, it makes it makes total sense that people want to be anonymous and 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 do that because going through life is hard enough, right? Just going to your job or like going to get food or having to interact with other people, and if you are super self conscious about specific parts of you, as most of us are then um having those exposed to a much larger audience and to the internet who's anonymous ugh, yuck that just sounds like the worst um so i totally get it i totally get it and it lets you prototype um mm. you get to try a million different personas until you find the one that clicks yeah yeah that's yeah. that's actually the thing that i have been most excited about in with in like prospects of myself personally vtubing is that i already do so many different characters on stream in all these like role play scenarios and you know today i feel like doing this sort of character today i feel like doing this and you know theoretically once you've got like a process and you've invested the time and money into making all of these characters into actual playable avatars you know i could just flat like flip on a stream 
this one I'm doing this character, this one I'm doing this character. And like, you know, it can be a lot more uh, visually consistent and like, because one of the things I think about a ton as a as a streamer is the visual language language of a, a new viewer um, or someone that's just kind of passing by where they tune into your stream for 10 seconds or it just appears on a thumbnail and they're like, is this worth me clicking? Is this worth me watching more than, you know, a minute of this? And they're going to wait to see some indication of what's going on to then make that judgment call. Um, and I think about that a lot because I don't know at a glance what of my content is visually enticing enough to have someone invest that time to fit, find out if they like it. You know, mm -hmm. after a while, I think they, they probably enjoy the, the humor or the characters or the voices or the games or, you know, whatever it ends up being. But I think, you know, how you market yourself to a new viewer at a glance without even, you know, intentionally doing so is a huge part of streaming. Um, and I think VTubing lends itself to that better because people will tune in and be like, why the hell is there a giant rat on the screen? And, you know, winning that viewer beyond the first, you know, two minutes is a challenge, but it is still, um, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's, it's more of a, it's more, it's clearer of a, of a, you know, a creative choice and a creative decision than just simply being yourself for six hours and hoping that someone gave you enough time a day to actually uh, stick around for the whole time, you know? That's true. It's really, it's much harder to get people in if it's like just, you know, some dude, some normal looking guy <laughs> playing uh, whatever, you know, Warhammer or some shit mm -hmm. uh, versus like you said, um, big titted anime girl, you know. Well, I said rat, but oh, well, you said big titted I mean, anime girl. Well, yeah, I mean, because you know, I know what Lawrence is looking for. Oh, I saw yeah. his face. Oh, yeah. And 99% um, of the internet. I'm not saying there's a huge uh, market for a big fat rat. Um which is partly why I, it's been fun, you know, doing it because I feel like there's, I'm not like pandering at all to like what expectations are. It's like, why the hell are you this big rat? But, you know, I, but I, I don't know. I, I don't want to like, I feel like I'm, I'm talking a lot here, but I'm, You're not. I'm You're really not. excited by the potential for this sort of technology and the culture kind of shift around it. Um, personally, I really want to see more avatars and, and characters that are not just anime girl. Um, I know that's, How that's dare asking you? a lot, <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know. I, there's so much potential for it. And if you look at all the fantastic 3d models that are out there, like imagine like role-playing as uh, a squid, like, you know, and with titties. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to work with you here, Kraken. You got to meet uh, me yeah, halfway. No, though. I understand. I appreciate you. You're, 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 it's you're called compromise. The, yeah. This is compromise. Fine. Um, but like you know, I would love to just visit a channel and see like how this this character is, you know, representing themselves across the games they're playing. Like, what would a squid think playing, you know, a desert-based like game? Like, is it gonna be? Are they gonna make like? Is that gonna be a whole bit, or is it gonna be you know just playing the game normally? Maybe I'm I'm thinking too much about it, but um, I don't know. I I really think that in the next you know few years it's gonna. Of course, there will be a place. There will always be a place for big titty anime girls, but you know, I'm hoping to I see mean, some other. That's never going away. Yes, literally, I'm never. well aware. <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> um, actually, after the ad read, remind me to tell you of an idea that I had, and I've already tried it once or twice, and I'm just curious to see what you guys think of it. Um, but first, hey, talk to the <laughs> internet is brought to you by NordVPN. That's one of the main reasons we are doing this podcast more often. Is because uh. Nord 
is sponsoring us. So um, NordVPN, if you don't know, is a VPN service that protects your internet connection uh, and routes your internet connection through um, other servers uh, throughout the country and the world and acts as a, sort of a proxy to make sure you are protected. Uh, NordVPN has uh, over 5,500 super fast servers in 60 countries. Uh, they do not log your data. Um, you could watch a bunch of other things that are region locked. Like for example, if you want to watch Netflix in a different region, you could use NordVPN to uh, have your internet connection in a different country. And then you could watch European Netflix if you wanted to. 24-7 uh, customer support, a 30-day money back guarantee. It works in China, uh, protects data while traveling uh, in public. Of course, like if you're in the airport or in a coffee shop, whatever, just have NordVPN on. It's just one click. You just turn it on and uh, it'll protect your uh, connection. You can do up to six simultaneous connections. Um, there's double data encryption for increased anonymity, like we were just talking about. And uh, NordVPN has their own uh, proprietary, um, like faster connection technology called NordLinks. Because sometimes Nord v or sometimes VPNs will slow down your connection and, and NordVPN is actually pretty good about not doing that. So um, if you guys want to go to nordvpn.com slash talk to internet, uh, you can use our code or use the code talk to internet, all, uh, all one word. You get a two-year plan with a 70% discount. So 70% off a two-year plan plus one additional month free. That ends up being about $3.56 a month to use NordVPN for two years. So again, go to nordvpn.com slash talk to internet or use code talk to internet to get a two-year plan, 70% off plus one month free. Uh, thank you again, NordVPN, for sponsoring us as always. They've been sponsoring this podcast for months and months and months. And we appreciate Thank you, NordVPN. Yeah. Also, it's a great way of doing some research on some of these um, different anime uh, girl avatars that we've been discussing without, <laughs> let's say, alerting the rest of your household. So, you know, yes, just worth thinking exactly. about. Exactly. That's a really good point. <laughs> One of the testimonials on NordVPN.com comes from a Twitter account that's been suspended. Cool. What? So if you're, <laughs> if, if you're playing loose on the internet, if you're, if you're out there, if you're on the dark net... That makes sense. Crunch, crunching the bits. connected with the uh, yeah. the uh, the CD underbelly of Twitter. Well, it makes sense that ass. that 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 dude was using a VPN because he probably got himself in trouble doing something else. This dude mm. says I am hardcore in all caps in his bio, and he vouches for for NordVPN. So clearly, clearly he's hardcore. If you want to be as hardcore as this guy, he's even got a pinned tweet from Architelect or Archilect at the top of his. Nothing but class on this gentleman on the internet. So be like that I guy. I am hardcore. I remember, that does not reflect on NordVPN. These are just people that think they're cool hackers. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd like to think we all think we're cool hackers. I mean, you more than most. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, you, you more than most. Thank you, NordVPN, for protecting us on the internet. As always. Going to get into those CDVR chat rooms. You don't want people sniffing your data. They're going to be sniffing plenty of other things. <laughs> <laughs> I I need to get more into VR chat. It is it is the intersection of of sociology and technology. And I I just love what happens to the human experience when you start just messing with the chemistry a little bit. Uh so mm -hmm. you know, like social scenarios where you get to choose uh what senses are like you get to choose your physical appearance. You could you get to choose what other people see and hear from you. Yep. Cool stuff. And it's it's also got a really Depends on where you hang out, of course, but because um, there's communities for everything. But 
I've met a lot of super talented and creative people there. Um, and, you know, I don't think that would have been possible on any other site or context, but being able to literally wear your work as a skin and then show off like a unique or distinct uh, feature that you've added to it um, is, is super cool. So, hmm. yeah, I recommend it. Couple of good inputs from chat here. Adam Frostburn says, I've realized since getting into VTubers, the amount of female streamers I'm watching has increased dramatically. So many of the mm -hmm. ones I follow seem incredibly three-dimensional, wonderful, and hardworking. But I've noticed that I basically watch zero standard female streamers. Do you mm. think it's purely the anime slash Japanese styles that are making me enjoy VTubers more? Or could there be something else? I'm trying to wrap my head around my own feelings on this. Ada, like this is a big question. presumption for me, Adam. I would say um, what you're seeing is those people being able to perform without worry or hesitation. Um, mm. Because like somebody else said in chat earlier, who I presume I'm, you know, 99% is female. Um, if you're a girl on the internet, you have to have shields up like all the time because people are going to yeah. say shit and you have to deal with it. And if you don't deal with it, then other people are going to say things. Like I've seen the dynamic where it only takes one asshole in chat to talk about boobs, usually me. And then everyone starts talking <laughs> about boobs. And then like if you're just there and you just want to play fucking Stardew Valley and everyone's talking about your tits then it's, it's really annoying, and that, and that changes the temperature of everything. But if, if you come on with, like, a persona, um, then I, I feel like that not only messages to the audience that it's more about the performance and the character, but if there's one person who is all about tits, then even under the persona, I think it's a lot easier to deal with that or to, to direct the conversation as opposed to it, like, it's the character dealing with it and not you as an insecure person um, singling one person out in chat and then the other chat mm -hmm. turns on you and the, the temperature gets weird. And I think, per, I think operating this, you know, I'm speaking as a, as a dude who usually doesn't have to worry about these things, but my read would be that, um, female performers, if they put on a persona, um, feel like they're actually allowed to do their jobs, which is perform and entertain as opposed to, you know, spending 40% of their mental energies trying to like, make sure that creepers don't show up and, and make the thing weird. I don't know, is the creeper problem a factor with VTubers? Or I, I guess I haven't seen an audience dynamic under a female VTuber. Mm. I, I, that's a, a really good question and a good kind of comment to bring that up. Um, again, I'm not an expert on it by any means, but <clears throat> I liked I liked your, your read that it allows, you know, entertainers like women to be a lot less concerned about their appearance and you know personally you know attacked or or uh micro analyzed um if you have just kind of a like perfect skinned little like idea of yourself that you can export as your product in this anime you know character that already you know solves all of that and you can focus on entertainment um and it also lets you have uh you can explore things like being more like like lewd or, uh, you know, fucking shoving your boob on the on on page a lot more, without it being a you thing. It's like it's a character thing, and therefore, it's it's less uh, objectifying. I think I've seen that with a lot of YouTubers that I've seen is like they they have, they're more comfortable being lewd with their characters because it is all make pretend in a character, and it's not mm -hmm. them leading someone on or just giving the perception of that they're leading someone on. I think that's a big fear for a lot of women streamers is that like you kind of develop these 
you know, we're not going to use the S word anymore, but, you know, basically this little, like, patrol of, of hardcore fans that are uh, diehard in love with you in one way or another, and separating that from your, your actual person is kind of a, it can be tough, and it can be really scary sometimes, but when they're an anime girl, like, oh, it's okay to obsess over this anime girl because it's not, it's not real, and, like, we all know that, but, like, you know, you can, you can pretend. Let me, uh, let me go even further on this and even speculate more about Adam, uh, the commenter. And by the way, Adam, this is not a reflection on you personally or anything. All the stuff we're saying, this is just us sort of guessing as to what your comment was about. But even to go back to that, to your comment, it was uh, to paraphrase. He doesn't watch normal, actual human female streamers, but instead watch watch VTubers uh, that, you know, female, uh, actual females play. Um, maybe your perception of a female streamer, uh, is different because you're seeing them as a female that, uh, you're attracted to, or maybe they're a female that you're like, oh, you know, like, I wonder if like we could meet in real life or whatever. And, and like, I know mm -hmm. that this is a very stereotypical response. Like everyone's always like, oh, well, going back to Kraken's S word, uh, <laughs> everybody's doing that for female streamers because maybe one day they'll date me or whatever. Mm try and remove yourself from that perspective too, Adam. And again, this may not be for you, Adam. You may not, you may not think like this at all, but some other people maybe may do. And uh, instead, just think of them as a person, <laughs> as an entertainer, and then treat them as such. Treat them as you would normally treat uh, an entertainer if you were to see them in real life. Be nice to them. Um, and uh, instead of thinking of them as like somebody I'm attracted to or like somebody I maybe I have a chance with or whatever. Um, I don't, I actually don't think, I think our audience, specifically us three, all, all, all three of our audiences are more intelligent than most and generally don't feel that way. But that's uh, just something to think about. I do think that, yeah, I think that there's there's certainly a point to be made. And I, I've seen people dance around the concept, the, the concern that, yeah, VTubing right now is dominated by what largely and through the lens of anime have been very packaged female uh concepts of human beings you know they're not people they're just collections of behavior types uh you know your your soon dares your yan dares what have you um so i do think that there may be something about presenting yourself as a packaged character that makes you easier to approach or easier to think about in terms in an entertainment standpoint so i'm again white dude not gonna say that they're the same but what what I you know there's always a but um, what I noticed is Bruce when, when you when we <laughs> yeah, started thinking that too yeah I was I, no one no, ever makes it this closure just leaves it but, there yeah, <laughs> but I'm going to do it opinion. anyway yeah. Yeah. <laughs> white guy I'm not supposed to keep it in come on now um, <laughs> it's it's my power uh, to say whatever's on my mind and suffer no consequences uh, it it was interesting to me when we started Funhouse how quickly the audience snapped us into pretty pretty digestible roles you oh, yeah. know yeah. uh the funny one i, I mm. was the like angry nerd and i was like i'm actually quite a bit more than that and and when we do our podcast that that persona is not there at all but you know the people that watch the gameplay videos probably don't watch the podcast whatever but they don't have any interest in, in knowing me more than that nor should they i as no, far yeah. as their life goes i'm i'm like mm -hmm. the i'm 30 seconds of shouting in the background so that's who i am to them that's fine um, that's what entertainment is. It's people, you know, taking a performance or a persona and boiling it down into something digestible in their heads. So I mm -hmm. think that might be the case too. 
Uh, mm. There's a lot of. It's so much easier to put a character in a box when you, when they can like. There's no variation, you know. Like it, it's like maybe their visual model and like textures and you know clothes may change as is updated or whatever. But like it is this never aging, perfect bubble of a of a character that a streamer can play, and it will never it's consistency um which i think you know viewers strive for yearn hmm. mm -hmm. well they, they, well yeah they, they yearn for reliability and consistency and like right. a schedule and the they want to come and see the same thing over and over and over um because it makes them feel good and that, that by the way that's not a bad thing that's i think that's how we all feel um when it when it comes to entertainment that we watch we all we all would like to watch something that is familiar yet different um and mm -hmm. uh the interesting thing about, I think, Twitch streaming and VTubing and all the stuff that we're talking about right now is this is a much longer form content. So it requires us, this is going to sound super weird, but it requires us to expend more energy into the entertainment we're consuming because we have to actually use our brains a little more when we're watching somebody, you know, live their life on a stream or play five hours of a video game or like, uh, they express their frustrations or they express their happiness or their sadness or whatever while they're playing, then that makes them a real human being. Whereas if they're watching Lawrence, he was the angry nerd for 30 seconds in a 10 minute Funhouse video. Um, so it, it, it's weird because I know people think Twitch streams are like, oh, you throw them on the background and just watch, you know, whatever. They're, they're, they're kind of nothing. It's very strange. It's actually the opposite. I think it's the opposite. Um, and the more that I watch streams, the more I realize, oh, yeah, this is this is actually asking more of me as as a human being if I am to continue to be you know a productive member of society. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, that's just the way I've seen it so far. Yeah, I think I agree. I um, I I follow a number of of female streamers because they play some pretty core nerdy shit that I'm into. But I have noticed most of them are off camera and most of them don't talk much, and mm. I think. I do, for me at least, speaking only from my personal experience, when I go to a stream and, and somebody's like, hey, I'm playing a game that I really like, I'm having a good time with it, I may be knowledgeable about it, but I just want to share my enjoyment of this game with the audience. I That's like, that's the stream chemistry that speaks to me. Um, and that's usually what I have on in the background. But I've noticed uh, that energy is not quite there with some of the female streamers that I watch, the ones that, you know, aren't behind personas or on camera or anything. And I think it's because the audience, the audience flavor doesn't really allow for that kind of free and open uh entertainment because yeah there's always gonna be somebody that wanders in and makes it a little bit hostile or comments mm. on appearance and stuff and then yeah and then it's just the stress i i guess i guess to, to boil it all down what i've felt from uh some female streamers that i watch is defensiveness um mm. which is not their fault yeah. but i don't think oh, yeah. defensiveness lean, lends into a stream that you know sucks you in and makes you feel that warmth and that energy um and i can kind of understand why uh, a poor lady on this internet might feel defensive uh, if they're exposing <laughs> themselves that way. Yeah, I'm presuming yeah. a lot there. So that's that's just all in my headspace, you know, typical like projecting my own thoughts out into the world kind of thing. But that's the vibe that Again, I've gotten. only natural. It's in our nature as, as white men. Um, we, <laughs> <laughs> we're just doing what we do best, okay? No reason to get mad. <laughs> yeah. One, one thing that I'm interested in is... Uh, one one thing I've noticed is uh, somebody mentioned uh, energy streamers. Yeah, we're thin. Um, I've definitely noticed uh, in the past year 
that like my tendency is to just share gaming with people. And for me, that's like eight hours of, of bashing away at an obscure game that no one knows about. Over the course yeah. of eight hours, I'm not going to be that high energy. Um, but that's just the kind of like, that's the groove that I've been lucky enough to be able to settle into. Uh, but it seems like the better, sh the better uh, play on Twitch is to have shorter scheduled shows that are higher energy so that you have higher average viewers so that you can mm. then like, it just makes your channel look better. Like no one cares about uptime. People only care about average viewers. So it seems like it's Twitch is kind of market forces are pushing to Twitch towards a more produced structure with more definite mm. hours and not just kind of like interesting loosey goosey online freewheeling fun times. It, it does seem yeah, like I to some degree, but I also think that majority of the top streamers on the site are no, yeah, the latter. They, yeah, they just kind of hang out and talk with chat and like they stream for 12 hours a day. Do they? Yeah, it's the energy yes, and persistence do. of them just hmm. being around is what, uh, and, what and I'll, back. I'll tell you why Lawrence. It's not, it's not because, cause I think what you're saying is actually true. I think the uh, more produced stuff is coming to Twitch more often now. Um, but, uh, but I'm going to, uh, the only reason I'm going to tell you why it's, it's not because of like what your, your perception is wrong. It's because of Twitch. Uh, and it's the same with same thing with YouTube. So, the more videos you put up on YouTube, uh, the generally the better you're going to do. And the more you stream on Twitch, generally the better you're going to do. And it's because they want people on their platforms. They're prioritizing people who are there more and creating mm -hmm. more content for those platforms. Um, huh. So yeah, the artistic yeah. zombie actually made another great comment. Um, she said, to be, a, to be honest, as a female streamer, I tend to get really defensive when I do have to talk to show myself on screen. Um, I try to tone myself down on games I really enjoy and no lore shit for in hopes of not getting one of those viewers who unleash hell for lack of better words. Um, that's totally relatable. Um, you know, I think we deal with that as well um, as male streamers. Uh, I'm sure it's probably much worse. <laughs> uh, the whole like mansplaining concepts uh, for, for female streamers. Um, I, I don't know. Is there a way that you guys deal with that? Do you feel like you're ever limiting your, your geeking out, I guess, um, about something or do you just kind of like what do you how do you deal with having someone that knows best and is eager to to tell you you know and how, how, what would you recommend to someone else that's you know looking to start streaming in that position man all great questions uh man we should have we should have if we knew we were going to go here uh it would have been awesome to try and get some people who try who you know, do stream in that space to talk about their experiences. But luckily, we've got text, so that's nice. Um, oh, there's a new Blasphemous expansion? Um, um, sorry, I was just scrolling Reddit. I, I wanted to hear Lawrence's answer to that, to Crikey's question, because I'm curious to see how you... trying to dodge my question, Bruce. It's okay. I, I want to hear I want to hear Lawrence's oh, answer. Oh, you mean just when it comes to, like... How do you deal with it? Um... Like, do you, do you tone back your, your passion? I, I feel like you don't, but... I'm allowed to have passion, so it's not something I, I have to deal with much. It's celebrated for me to be nerdy about something, mm -hmm. but yeah, but... Yeah, it's part of your, your brand and, like, your personality. Yeah. In, in both, you know, categories, I think, so... So for me, it's it's mostly just an aspect of, like... The only, the only mental management I have to do is, uh, I guess, you know, back in the, you know, our final Machinima days and then early at Funhouse... Um, I've, I've never been very good at restraining myself, uh, maybe an understatement, but, um, it's just, you know, it's not a skill I possess. I've been, I've, I've worked on it and to some degree, maybe went a little too far in that direction of, 
of using negative feedback on the internet to sort of curate my persona. But that was a work goal. I was trying to make myself less, uh, I was trying to make the reaction to me less negative so that, you know, our content wouldn't suffer because of it. And I think through that, I've imposed a lot of like self-restraints that I'm now trying to remove. Mostly because for a long time, I just didn't like, for a long time, my logic was in the headspace of like, well, if there's something I want to say, and it's only for me, like it's only for me to gas out and it's going to make somebody else annoyed, then why would I even say it? For, mm. for a while, I tried to operate under those rules. Now I'm kind of slipping back into the, I have a pretty good sense of what I know is what's right and what's fair. And if I say something or express myself and somebody else has a problem with that, then they're the asshole and that's not my problem. Yeah. Basically giving myself permission for other people to be assholes. Uh, but that's like the, the extent that I ever have to deal with it is just telling myself to not care what people think. Mm-hmm. Um, throwing back to Artistic Zombie, uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. Just trying to make sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, I was going to add that my stream and my community have been a blessing because you can really nerd out and he does it in exchange. Yeah, I mean, I'm allowed to do that though. So it's, you know, it's, I, I, I often appreciate the fact that I, I don't have to be interrogated every time I, uh, you know, express nerdy stuff. But I don't think that that is going to net a lot of people. You know, it'll net certain kinds of people. But Kraken, mm-hmm. to your point, if you come in, if you come into my stream or somebody else's stream, and we're you know sitting there dropping bricks of lore about a video game that came out yeah. 15 years ago, <laughs> uh, or reading a, a Splatoon wiki, who would ever do that? Um, I think that like that's going to appeal to certain people. I'm those are the pe- those are my people. Uh, so to some degree, like the, the bait you put out there is the fish you catch. That's right. a weird analogy. Um, so what I, what I, I think the problem is, cause I'm, I'm kind of above the self-sufficiency line, which I'm very, very grateful for. But when somebody's trying to make it, you know, when trying to build an mm-hmm. audience and you don't have connections or a, a reputation you've already built on another platform, if you don't have any of that stuff, then you gotta, you gotta compromise more. Kind of like Kraken putting big old titties on that squid. Uh, and do it. That, that's, I think where, where it can get weird. Uh, because I think in that dynamic, um, ladies have a lot that they can compromise with because dudes are horny all the time. Um, so it's it's like, what a what a what a shitty game to play. And I, I think that's where VTubing kind of becomes the saving grace. Is you can put yourself out there. I think Casey Tron a long time ago was pretty brilliant about making it parody that she was mm-hmm. like a ditzy e girl, um, which I think lent into the persona quite a bit. Uh, she's dropped that 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 gimmick since uh which is also very very smart but uh yeah it's i think it allows people to find that audience appeal without having to be disingenuous to themselves which is which is awesome mm-hmm. hmm. yeah i agree um, you, Bruce? uh for me i have noticed uh, that so we used to have to take this youtube cert- self-certification course <laughs> every year um, for people that were like programming YouTube channels that were partnered. And um, the first question and always the first lesson that you learned in that YouTube thing was, what's the most important part of a YouTube channel? And the first one was always passion. Um, and what they mean is be genuine and be passionate about what you talk about. And the same goes for Twitch streams or any other content that you're making. Just be passionate about it. And generally, and not generally, always, I'm not going to play a game if I'm not at least somewhat interested in it um, and looking to sort of find a passion for it, if that makes sense, for new stuff. 
And uh, for me, like Lawrence was saying, like I'm more of a person who's like, I am looking to make content that people want to watch. So like if the audience grows, great. However, I will also be passionate about what I'm doing and I'm not going to play something that isn't something that I don't want to play. Um, because I'm, I, I am, have always kind of been that person. I like to, you know, flit about between a bunch of different things and see like, right. well, why is this popular? Well, why is this popular? Um, and then go check it out to see if, if it's something that I like or do not like. Um, and I, I had a really good example of, of, uh, what we're talking about happened to me last night. I, I was playing, uh, you playing Total War, weren't you? Yeah. And yeah, I was really, about that. <laughs> I was, I was super excited about it. Um, mm -hmm. I was like, this is, I've heard good things. Kraken was telling me about it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I played like uh, two and a half hours of it and really, and honestly really enjoyed it. Um, we, there was one specific battle toward the end that was like, it turned out to be pretty difficult and I knew I wouldn't win. And as soon at like, as it was, as it, as I was losing <laughs> three or four oh, different yeah. people in the chat were just like, you didn't do this right. You didn't do this right. You didn't do yep. this right. And, and, and I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> like I've played two hours of this game. A bunch of the people in chat had admitted they'd played 1200 hours, 1400 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're like, you did, you, you, you shouldn't have done this and you should have done this. And I was like, okay. So there's a really interesting thing about these sorts of things. So if you're going to backseat people or whatever, just be polite. That's it. Mm -hmm. Just be like, oh, Hey man, like, uh, it's, you know, next time, if you're going to get in this situation, you might want to like be a little more verbose about mm -hmm. it um, versus uh, streamer do thing wrong. Yep. Um, I, just yeah. real quick to interject in that. Um, yeah, I please. think this actually connects to what Lawrence just talked about in that, you know, the number one thing when curating a community is like passion. And I think, you know, what you got there is examples of people that are super passionate and they're excited. They're so passionate. Yeah. That you're, you're playing their game. Like this is the game it's that great. they know everything yeah. about. And they're finally getting to see their favorite streamer play their game. And then, but you know, guess what as they did, soon though. as they, they, they recognize they it, it's wrong. They gave yeah. me. Oh, they, they turned did. me okay. off of it. Well, yeah. was it just telling you what you should do better or was it to go beyond that? No, well, it was, again, it wasn't what I should, should do better. It was what I did wrong. Right, right. So there's so, a difference. There's it, a difference there. I think they did. They gatekept you for sure. It's just they didn't yeah. realize it in the moment. In, in correct. their mind, correct. Yeah. it yeah. was, oh, you know, I I know this classic, you know, trapping that he just experienced. Because when I first played, I went through this. Let Absolutely. me tell him so he can overcome it. Um, yeah. Along with the five other people that j did just that uh, and did not word it well because they're not used to, you know, having to be that delicate with, the, with their comments. And so... Um, it just turns into a shit post, and then you're like, "Well, now I don't want to play anymore because I'm just gonna feel awful about myself." Um, yeah. Yeah. Or, or you have to like do hours of research in a game before streaming it, and that's not really time efficient for for folks like us at all. Um, and it, you you oh, miss out true. on the magic of learning the game and that experience, which some people really enjoy. So, well, I, that was that's that's what I was trying to say is that I had a great fucking time learning about mm. the game and yeah. learning about the lore and seeing what would play out, and. Um, I, you're, you're totally right, Craig, and they're, they're super passionate about the video game. They wanted me to love it, right. but what their reaction is a hundred percent doing the opposite of what they want. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's, uh, I don't know how to like communicate that other than say it to them. Like, yeah, it's okay. I, it, it, the, the thing that I always say is if I ask you, absolutely answer me. If I ask you, answer me, tell me, but if, if but if I'm fucking up on my own or whatever, and like, don't come in here and be, you should do this, you should do this, you should do that. The should doesn't help me. <laughs> it 
it's it's all about whether what the questions that I'm having. Um, and then if you're like, oh, it's oh yeah, I can answer that question, and then you answer the question, then great. I've seen that. You guys are correct, and I'm glad you you identified it as passion because it is an expression of passion. It's just the valve is opening in the wrong spot. Because mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I used to be that guy. You know, I just sit around with nothing to say to anybody. But the second somebody brought up video games, my mind would explode. Like finally, it's mm -hmm. my time. I can demonstrate value in this conversation. To use a, I guess actually ends up being a pretty pickup artisty term. But anyway, it was it was my moment, right? This is what I've been waiting for. Suddenly, everyone will realize that I have a reason to be here. And that's when I'd be like, oh, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you find that? And, and you know, I've seen that happen in other situations. I remember specifically, going to keep it generic because I don't want to call anyone out. But, like, I was having a conversation with somebody and a certain topic came up. And it was a topic that somebody else was very, very excited about. And I could see it out of the corner of my eyes. That person got up, walked through an entire room and came <laughs> out to us. Just because they had heard the like phrase, oh, they heard the one word. Oh boy! Yeah, and then it was like, really, "What are you guys oh, talking here about?" Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> like, well, we were just wrapping up, but yeah, it's. Oh god. You know, people do it, and it's 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 not an action that comes from a place of malice most of the time. Most of the time, I do think that there is that. Uh, I think yeah, Doctor Eleven had mentioned it. Is that there are people who are used to larger streams just being a cacophony of whatever. So yeah. you know, you scream at your TV when you're watching the football game. Oh, you bonehead coach! You should have thrown a parrot. Like, Right, right. It's just getting that part of that's getting the gas out a little bit. But I think uh, I think it's a mixture of those two things. One, people just venting negativity because they think this is, it's a good place to do so, and they think that 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 oil doesn't go anywhere. And then two, yeah, people that are super passionate and have kept their fifteen hundred hours of total war all packed into their brains and it's just been <laughs> bashing around. And when they go to work, they don't talk to anyone about total war. But that's the beauty of Twitch is that it's pretty easy to find community specifically dedicated to the thing you love so you get in there and then suddenly those 1500 hours of total war spray out of your fingers because you think <laughs> this is the time you have that to show the chance per yeah <laughs> yeah you, you can show the person so, that theoretically you care about here's a, a here's a little value. trick for you bruce if you want to try this again um oh yeah if you end sure. up playing the those sort of games again um i also was playing a warhammer game last night um i played uh necromunda which is a uh oh, yeah. warhammer 40k game yeah. and I know next to nothing about Warhammer 40k. I know Warhammer Fantasy because I'm a big fan of the Total War games, and I kind of, after I started playing them, I, I learned it. But um, instead of, like, broadcasting my uh, ignorance as a cry for help that people will come and, and you know, oh, like, you know, here, let me teach you, poor streamer. Uh, we just kind of have, <laughs> like, lore topics and debates in chat all the time where I just kind of pose a question and let them fight over it. Like just throw, throw them a fucking thing of meat and just see them tear at each other. So you're redirecting their, you know, expertise and ah, just I let see. them like focus on each other and while yeah. you're just playing the game. <laughs> um, and it's, it, it causes, you know, the downside of that is there's less chat interaction around what you're specifically doing, but you know, they see more scene um, as a result. And you also can, learn a bit without it being a direct attack in some way you know so <laughs> oh um, yeah no I, I by the way i don't i don't see it as a, as a direct attack um at all I, this is just I, I know what it is but um my action hack just said something in lawrence's chat which is wanting your audience to behave in a specific way seems like a never-ending battle I, it's sure but what what i'm trying to just be out there doing is, is say hey pretend i'm sitting next to you that's it 
pretend I'm sitting next to you and then read out loud what you just wrote. <laughs> How would that sound to your friend if you were just shouting at your friend or so, actually not even your friend, uh, somebody who you really haven't met, somebody who really you have, haven't talked to before. And then all of a sudden you're like, do this, do that, do this. It's it's uh, there's a just, you know, sort of try to add a, uh, another layer of politeness to it is usually the way I, I I hope that people will conduct themselves, because, again, we're all humans. Uh, as far as I know, I don't, yeah. I don't know how many bots I have in chat. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, yeah. Another thing we did would be, I would like, if it's a single player game, sorry, video. I always, I is that Skate 3? It's Session, three. I think. Session, never heard of that. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, uh, what was I about to say? The, we, I would put up lore videos. Um, if I'm playing a game and it's single player and I'm like still learning the game, we just like in the background, I'd like look up on YouTube, like, a explanation of a facet of the game and just let it ride and then you know we're learning everyone collectively we're learning about either the world or the game depending on who's kind of focusing on what and it mm -hmm. also lets chat like hyper fixate as they love to do on a specific thing without <laughs> it being me for once and it's like it's like i just dropped them off at daycare and i'm like all right go talk know, about your lore you're, stuff you're like distracting them you're like you're like this is what i was doing with my puppy which is i throw a treat into the kitchen to make sure she runs in there mm -hmm. that's exactly it <laughs> oh man that's hilarious i uh i really do feel that comment though of like i i remember asking this a while ago damn I remember asking this a while ago about like what parts of this job do you guys consider the work? And I I think it would be unfair if we got to go on the internet and play video games with our friends and somehow made money for doing that. I mean it's it's awfully close to that for some reason, but I do think that, you know, you wouldn't be on Twitch if you weren't public somehow. And mm -hmm. kind of going back to that, people are allowed yeah, to be assholes yeah. thing. Um it, I, it's done wonders for my mental health to really embrace that. And that sounds like a shitty thing to embrace, but that's, there's no way around it, man. People are allowed I mean, to be assholes. That's just the yeah, world. It's yeah. like, instead yeah, of fighting of the current, you can just acknowledge that it's taking you downstream and not like exhaust yourself. Yeah. So yeah. I, I really like your approach, Kraken, of like, you know, let's misdirect. Uh, let's, let's introduce something else positive, uh, which Bruce don't, you know, I don't mean to interpret like that. I wholly disapprove of, of, you know, trying to guide uh, behavior in another place. But oh, no, no. for me, for me, this is just uh, teaching people a different way to do it. Yeah, it's just different approaches. That's all. Yeah, yeah, that's all. yeah. Gentle diversion is, I think, the phrase. Yeah, it used to, it used to kind of, used to kind of get under my skin a little bit. But I think what I've, what I've grown to appreciate is that essentially, you know, we're, I guess this is the way I think about myself. Uh, I don't want to generalize, but I'm basically just like playing a guitar in a subway station, you know, except it's a video game and it's on the internet. But uh, I think part of that is, you know, you're going to get the drunk guy who comes along and be like, you don't know how to play. Your guitar's out of tune. And it's just going to be screaming. And that guy can do that. That's just the world. Uh, and it's not my yeah. job to fix that guy. But I can try. I can be like, hey, hey, brother, just why don't you just chill? Hey, what song do you want me to play? And I'll play it. Something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But exactly, uh, Lawrence. I do That's think exactly that. Right. Yeah, I do think that people being people in Twitch chat, you know, it's always going to be a factor. Um, oh, sure. Of course. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, and to some degree, I've learned to kind of em embrace it a little bit. It's just part of the texture. Um, the thing is, though, it's like, I think in a busking situation, also applicable. The thing that, the thing that I find really fascinating is the one person who's like the, the inciter one way or another, they have incredible power uh, because 
to kind of throw it back to another topic, it is a to- it is totally on the skills of the host to handle that mm-hmm. situation appropriately and keep the vibe right. And mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's when I think kind of going back to the VTuber uh, uh, mm-hmm. analysis, that it makes it actually quite a bit easier to guide that way, I guess. It's because it is it is a little less like you're screaming directly at a living human and more like you're ruining a nice show, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You go to a maid cafe and you're like, yo, you're a real maid? Tell me about all your dresses. And, and yeah, then suddenly yeah. you're the jerk. <laughs> But if, if somebody's playing, you know, if you roll up on somebody playing Lego and you start screaming at them, somehow that seems that seems like there's less well, barriers there. More I don't okay know. than the yeah, cafe. I know strange. you're right, though. You're right. I think it's well, a really Lawrence, good analogy. Your, your analogy uh, is is a, is great, except for the fact that the person yelling at the busker isn't anonymous. Mm. <laughs> it's like there are 10, 20, 30 other people on the street that are all pointed. They could be like, yo, I think I know that dude who's drunk. And then they see them the next day at work and be like, what the fuck was your problem? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, huh. um, whereas here, that, that's, that doesn't really exist. Um, they could just make a username and disappear. So, yeah. And that's that's part of the fun from the viewer perspective, I think. As oh, much as, absolutely. Uh, it is. As yeah. much as the streamer yeah. can wear different personas, so can a Twitch user. Yeah, I think, you know, to the point that Bruce was bringing up earlier about, like, trying to coach the audience in a direction so that you can better kind of manage reactions and stuff. Um, I think that also goes to, you know, definitely factors into when bad eggs come in, Um, you know, how the viewers and the community in general respond to that, you know, is it like a full on, like, you know, vigilante group that like (laughs) rises up and shoves them back into anonymity and, you know, sends them out of the channel or, you know, do some of their, is it like on the cusp of toxicity where they can make a comment and then a couple of lurkers come out and also echo that. And then suddenly, you know, it's, it's kind of getting out of hand. Like it's a really interesting dynamic that streamers have to go through in, in, and you know, chat and communities in, in terms of how to find that common ground where everyone's like comfortable. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's, I don't think there's really any way to specifically do it. This kind of no, no. It's just all sorts of different ways. And, yeah. It's 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 great to hear all of our different ways because that's the, I think that reflects all our personalities, um, sort of the way you know we will we all deal with it. Uh, but also there's all all sorts of things to learn from this on the audience side, the people that are watching. I, I again, I, I still advocate for the fact that like just imagine that you're here you're here like right in front of me talking to me just imagine that and then i think i think it'll like just add a few more little words like it'll add a few more like hey please or thank you or um you should try or maybe like maybe do this thing or sort of there's a little more politeness to it versus commands that you're shouting at somebody um i think that would that will uh, temper your responses if you just imagine that you're there in person or hell even on the phone (laughs) if you're just talking to somebody you know just uh person to person uh, somebody brings up an interesting point. Uh, Shallon says that text is text is tough, and I've seen this on it is on Twitter. Very tough. It's yeah. it's really easy to assume tone, um, and I think some messages are are like curt, and you can I think properly assume a particular tone there. But I think what what gets scary is you know if you have people English as a second language or something like that, they may write out a, a you know they may not put in all those nice little words that imply tone. It may just be like oh you missed a key, and mm-hmm. and in that moment maybe I'm I'm I have a moment of uh, of self doubt and I read that and I'm like oh man everyone in chat thinks I'm a shit gamer and this guy's making fun of me you know well I'll, I'll show him I'll show him I'll <laughs> hey 
Hey, you can't tell. Hey, if I want to miss the key, maybe I'd wanted to miss the key. Maybe I'm playing how I want to play. So I, sometimes I, it's it's such an amazing chemistry, and, and there's no you know there's no place where it's right or wrong, but it is you know we're all we were all smashing our brains together and this weird thing. So I I have mm, I think related to what I was saying before, I've sometimes erred a little too much on the side of of making excuses for other people or or trying to believe the best in other people or something like that but i've certainly been on the other side of especially on twitter my god i'll just write out something that i think is just a fun joke or just like a hey i'm just oh that's our lawrence and and man people will come in and take it an entirely different way so uh and and that's one of those like well i can't help you if you want to be mad about it um so yeah i think it's part of me also remembers in the back of my head that the tone that i read things with may not be the tone that they were written in but you know it's it's easy then to think like, well, somebody should have written it better, but it's, you know, you're I usually say, ask, ask questions. That's mm. usually my answer to that. Cause I, I've seen people be like, oh, well don't assume tone. I'm like, all right, well then I, then I just start asking questions. I'm like, well, okay. So what did you mean by this? And then if they come back to me, they, oh, I meant this. I'm like, great. Perfect. We figured it out. Awesome. Uh, because it also gives that person a chance to dial back. If for example, they wrote a mean response. And if you're asking the question, what did you mean by this? If they decide to come back and be like, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to double down on this. And instead, I will say, ah, nothing. It was a joke, which is my favorite troll response, by the way. <laughs> it um, a joke. Yeah. It, it was a joke. I think I've seen that hundreds of times on the internet. As soon as it get, I call it out, they go, get out of jail free card. Prank, it bro. It was a joke. It was a joke. Yeah, prank. Prank, 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 prank. Sure. Sure, it was. Um, then, uh, okay. Well, then, hey, you know what? It's diffused. We're good. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's fun stuff. Oh, I just got to read from John. Hello, John. Hello, John. John Smith. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, weird dynamics. I've been I've been experimenting with uh, being a little more um. Ah, I got I got nailed by the the post video card. Um, I've been experimenting with being a little more open, trusting myself on this internet of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a good thing. How's that going? Certainly for more you? sustainable. And also, if I piss people off, who cares? It's not my problem. You <laughs> interpreted the wrong tone. That's on you. <laughs> Guys, I think we made it to the end of the podcast. I think we did. Oh, hell we yeah. Did. We did it. Uh, Kraken, thanks for sticking around. I know you're I know you're busy, so. Yeah, well, you know, not every day I get to talk with my buds, so. It's it's not. It's, it's really not. not. One of these days we'll get to hang out and be in a, a room again like we used to. Remember when we used to do that? <sighs> I remember. Seems like yesterday. Remember? <laughs> no, it was more than a year ago. That's how it feels to me. Um, are you guys? What are you guys doing tonight? I, there's actually a group thing that I'm getting thrown together. I'm not sure if you guys are busy, but you're welcome to to join if you'd like to. Oh sh- shit, Lawrence, you should tell them what we're doing. We don't have to be. Um, Bruce and I are going to play Resident Evil Six together. Oh, a co-op. Mm, yeah, yeah good stuff. Yeah, I played it last yeah. week, and everyone in chat was like, "Why aren't you playing this with another human?" Because yeah, playing Resident Evil Six by yourself. Yeah, no co-op is, is the way to play Resident Evil. The most sure. depressing thing, even though I had the time of my life. So, uh, yeah, Bruce, you better get ready. It's, uh, it's a hell I'm of a so ride. Ready. Does, it, does anyone know, um, and I'm asking the questions so you can say, and I won't yell at you for backseating, um, is the prologue of RE6 co-op, or do you have to play through that on your own? With, like all the tutorials and your Leon mm, and the helicopter. Usually it's all co-op. I'm trying to, if it, Resident Evil 5, I, I think I remember playing it together. Okay. Okay. Um, Obviously, it is. Okay, good. 
I didn't think it was because there's a lot of tutorializing and like stopping the game to give you tutorialization messages. And usually you can't do that if it's co-op. Uh, prologue is single player. I thought so. That's fine. That's fine. I can just be on the phone with Bruce while he plays through the co-op. I don't know if you guys have done Resident Evil 5 co-op, but that is, I think, still to this day, one of the best co-op experiences you can have. Um, really? Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. There's, it's just so goofy. It's like so over the top um, while still maintaining a serious <laughs> plot line. So I recommend it. I guess 6 uh, isn't quite as serious, but boy, is there more plot. Ooh, there's a lot, a lot of plot. Of plot. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I, Lawrence is just going to be our lore explainer. Um, mm. Kraken, what are you doing tonight? Um, I, do you guys remember um, Inferno plus uh, the fo- oh, yeah. person that we did uh, yeah. the Halo Mario or Halo, Halo Kart with? Uh, yeah. He has made a Dark Souls mod um, that's a PvP mod that mods it into Halo maps and adds a ton of other functionality. So you can basically play Dark Souls Halo PvP. It's it's fantastic. So uh, I think awesome. tonight's the night that we're going to be doing that. So um, if you guys uh, would like to drop by, you're certainly welcome. I Obviously, if Resident Evil's on the docket, that's also fucking primo. So I'm sure you'll enjoy that either way. <laughs> well, either way, thank you for the invite. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like if we've known about it earlier, we probably would have done that. But either way, whatever. What else? Yeah, we had to delay it a few times. So sorry about that. Oh, I got you. Ah, no big deal. Oh, that sounds um, so good. It does. It sounds great. Uh, well, thank you very much for watching. As always, thanks for uh, sitting through our ad read for NordVPN. Like I said, I really tru- truthfully mean it. We're doing the podcast because NordVPN is, is sponsoring us. So just keep that in mind if you ever want to like, if you ever do use that deal, um, it really actually does help us and makes us want to do the podcast more because it supports us. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. Yep. Shout out to all our Texas friends. Hopefully. Oh man, I hope they're okay. Yeah, Jeez. I've been I've been checking in with my parents. They just lost power today, but luckily oh, they no. have a stove. Yeah, because my dad is my dad is an old soul, and this might be the first time that that's actually paid dividends. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you're in Houston, Urgh, pickle. My heart's with you. I, oh, I would man. wish I could do more than than think about it. Thoughts and prayers, I guess. But um, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, that's good enough, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not anyway uh it's yeah not, thank no. you all very much i have to use the bathroom terribly uh so. oh yeah <laughs> but craig and bruce thank you for talking and we'll see you uh sometime you in the indis- indiscriminate future we'll talk to the internet <laughs> podcast <laughs> bye guys okay, bye, bye everybody bye.